Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Treasures Within podcast. My guest today is Saskia Albers, a creative family and branding documentary photographer and filmmaker. Saskia has always been interested in other places, cultures and people. She studied cultural anthropology and then did a master in documentary filmmaking so she can tell people's stories in a visual way. In her family films and photographs, she aims to capture the beauty of everyday life and is inspired by moments of connection and intimacy. For her branding, she aims to capture the people behind the business in an authentic and natural way. In this interview, Saskia talks about what was holding her back from starting her business, visual branding and how to tell your business stories through striking images, the habits and beliefs that have improved her life the most and so much more. Let's dive in. Hello Saskia and welcome to the show. So thrilled to have you here and to have you share your story and your tips with our listeners. So can you tell us a bit more about you and how you got started? Uh, hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Saskia from Portray Your Story and I'm a photographer and filmmaker. Um, I uh, How I got started? Well, I... I I started in film long, long, long time ago. So I was a filmmaker. Um, I studied anthropology, cultural anthropology, and I loved people's stories. Um, but I felt like I wanted a visual kind of way of expressing these stories instead of through writing. And I've always been a visual person. So um, after that, I, I went into filmmaking from there. And um, it's only been now about just before the pandemic, I started my uh, own company. So it's only been about two and a half years or so that I've, I've been doing this. So uh, and I have a company that does uh, f- um, has two sides, uh, filmmaking and photography for uh, families and for brands. So I do those uh, different uh, things. Oh, that's exciting. And when when you decided to start your company, that's a big step. Was there anything that was holding you back? And if so, how did you overcome that? Well, I stopped working really when I had uh, like like for charities and these kind of organizations when I had my child. Um, so it, I think I, motherhood like changed a lot for me. Uh, I, I think I became a little bit obsessive <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but uh, um, and then I I think I, I lost myself a little bit. Like I didn't pick up my camera. I didn't, I went all in kind of tunnel vision uh, with my, I, I, I can have that sometimes that if I love something and I have that with, with my own company now as well, that I create this kind of, I go for it completely like 120%. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I didn't really know about how to run a company. So I know like how to uh, do photography and film, but the, but the whole kind of marketing side and the running of a company, I, I, I've never really looked into that, but it's actually quite a big part of, of doing this. So um, I think I was quite, um, I didn't really think about the, that far ahead. I just thought I want something that fits in my life that I really love, but I didn't really think that far that, about how to make it work. And it's only like in the process of doing it that I'm learning so, so much. I'm learning every day about uh, how to, you know, how to make my passion into a living, really. So, um, and I feel like I'm pulling it off. So I'm, it's going somewhere. So that makes me really happy. Well, I love that you just dived in. Is that something that we multi-passionate do? Like, they tell us we are this business plan and all these things figure out, but we just love, we just love to actually dive in and figure it out yes. along the way. And when the passion is there, then it's easier to the motivation to actually figure out all the steps and you can definitely make it work if you again if you are committed and you love it so much and i, I want to go back to something that you say because your business as like it's, it's still photography but it has two branches one for having photography and that one is for a small branding photography and i know adam the passionate who are photographers and they, uh, again, they too do different styles, but they feel the need to have two different websites and two different brands and two different Instagram accounts. Because no, we are told that if you uh, have two, two different other clients and you put them under the same business, you're going to confuse people. So I want to know, how did you make a decision to say, no, I'm actually going to do both under the same umbrella? Was there something that you thought out or it just happened? I do feel like I'm talking to the same person for the two different styles. I do feel like, not with everything, but I, I definitely have had clients where, um, you know, they were both and family clients and branding clients. So I do feel like I have that overlap in my business with the type of kind of person I photograph somehow, even though it's for two different things. And I think that the style of my photography is somehow the same. I really like to capture people um yeah, in a documentary way, in uh, really capture their personality. And uh, I think both comes across in either either one, I feel. So I, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm talking to the different people with it. And also, you know, I am running my business alone. Um, so if I have to keep two accounts of everything, it's already overwhelming sometimes as it is. So I would just create so much work and it would just be, I don't think I could even do it. I, like I, even running one account for everything is like a lot of work. So I can't even imagine having two. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I would do either well. So I think, and it's all about building a relationship in my opinion anyway. And you can do that. I don't, I think you can do that with showing both and having like, uh, writing and in your writing you can approach both in in being open and showing yourself and um, so I don't think two accounts are needed and I think uh, for a lot, a lot of photographers that would be okay to have it under one umbrella unless you're really talking to two different people but yeah you have to figure out if you're doing that but I, I, I know I'm not I know I'm talking to the same person. Oh that's really interesting because again when you start you know doing these business courses and 
everyone has this idea target avatar and it can get really, really specific that we forget that actually entrepreneurs, people, people will need brandy photographers. They also have families and they may actually want the same person to do both. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely you can, there is an overlap. Yeah, and, and, and once you have a client, I think it's much harder to create new ones than to have the ones you already have and then, you know, have them in other parts of what you offer. So it's much harder, I think, to get new clients every time than to, you know, have really lovely clients who like all the services you provide. So definitely if you're having other kind of offers, I think it's always a good idea to let your customers know about them, even if you if you feel they are different, because you never know if they might be interested. Absolutely. I love that. And I feel like we're more passionate. We really can help our clients in so many different ways. So why limit to just one? And also, something to say before, the fact that you love to capture people in a documentary style, because I feel, especially with the branding side, but even with the family side, people want this picture-perfect style that it's not even them and it puts a lot of pressure on, on people to actually portray something that they have not. So do you feel when, you know, you're working with your clients, having those conversations about your style of photography and what they are looking for, um, the fact that, they, that your style is, is something that they, you know, I mean, says, um, something that resonates with, something that's like, oh, yeah, this is freeing. Or do you find some resistance to actually, for them to show that more raw side to them? Um, I think that, um, like, everybody prefers a different style. So there will definitely be people who are not for me, and it's okay, and it's, it's good to know that, you know, I'm not everybody's photographer, or I'm not for everyone, and to not maybe take it personal as well. So I know that that are different styles and people have different preferences, and that's okay. But the clients I have and the people that like my style, they definitely uh, appreciate um, showing up as their true selves and, um, you know, not making them look any better than they are in that sense like for example there's a little bit of difference in the branding side than like the family side and the family side there's completely no posing uh people can be in their pjs you know eating their breakfast um doing any kind of activities they normally do and there's yeah i don't really direct in that way we might find things in the in the time that i spend with them that they usually love doing and we can plan a few things but if things go differently, it's also okay. But with branding, I do uh, I do sit down and want to know more about their brands and keep that in mind and think about ways to show how, how to show up as a full person. So, you know, if they feel like they want to bring their pets to the photo session and they feel like they want to show that part, you know, they're more than welcome uh, or even their family or, you know, we can go to places that inspire them. Um, so it doesn't just to show that kind of full side to them as well but when i when i work with one person which is often a brand there is maybe a little bit more direction because i can understand that sometimes people are a bit uncomfortable in front of the camera and having no direction at all when you're on your own can be a little bit uncomfortable but i still take like a lot of like shots in between but i do help a little bit with like um with the posing but it's yeah it doesn't feel very post my images that's for sure 
Oh, I, I like that. I like, I like the, you know, you are, I think people be the true serpent because all of the, especially from the passionate, I feel like when you have a business, like an umbrella business where you have different, you know, different things, they may be all related, but you have different services. How do you, uh, show, how do you capture that through images? Do you have any tips for them on how they, on, on what to, on, on how to do this when you put the shoots, what, what to, capture um I, i'm not completely sure if i understand the, the question oh, sorry. so <laughs> no uh our audience is mostly multi-passion entrepreneurs so they tend to have like an umbrella business where they offer different services maybe often they are all related but when you do things that are a bit they have different offerings how do you capture the brand aesthetics with pictures. Do you have any tips not to do that? Oh, for them to have like, so they have different kind of uh, uh, sides to the business and then what kind of pictures they would need. Yes. I think probably the pivotal thing in their business will always be them. So, you know, they are their brand usually and um, people buy from people. So definitely put yourself in there. And I think that that can be like the overarching kind of element that binds like the different offerings. It's you and people want to buy from you because they know you, they like you, they trust you, they like what you offer. So I think, yeah, first of all, have images of you in there and not just maybe of your products or of, but, you know, show yourself as well. And um, yeah, I think that's really, really important. Um, and you can be honest about how like, many things you enjoy like if for example it's it's okay to if you have for example like I talk sometimes about books even though I don't really do anything about books but I really love books or and I'm really passionate about the environment so I for example plant trees with my business and I like talking about it or how about you know how things about how to make a better world and things like that and they have nothing necessarily to do with my business but I do feel like probably my clients feel the same way and it's okay, I think, to show different sides of you. So you can also do that in photos. So you can have, uh, you know, if you love your dog, be with your dog. Or if you love drawing, have your picture of you drawing. It doesn't really, you know, it doesn't, you can show those different sides, I think. And definitely you are the overarching thing in your business, I think, for most people, at least. For most people I work with. That's a beautiful reminder to just be yourself and I think the whole theme here is just not to overthink it just show all of who you are and instead what are the most common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make with the branding shots um I I definitely think it's good to have like ones that that are taken by a professional in the sense that you can see a difference. And I think that it can make a difference. There's a place for maybe the ones that are less kind of, you know, out of blue that you take yourself. But I do think that there's a place also for professional ones in that it gives you, I think it builds trust. It's, it shows that you invest in yourself. And I, I feel like, yeah, I, I just think it gives um, a different kind of feeling to brand if you see good images. So I think that is important. And I think, it's it's really a personal preference but i i am personally not a big fan for branding for example in studios but it's just 
you know, it might fit somebody else. So I wouldn't say not to do it, but I just think that it's okay to show a lot of you. But I do think also it's good to work with somebody who understands branding and who wants to know more about you, uh, who wants to find out about you and really looks at what kind of stories you want to tell. Because, um, yeah, I think that is really important that they that it are images that fit you. So you need somebody who really wants to take that time if you hire a photographer that that wants to know about your brand and wants to help you portray it, because yeah, I think that's important if you make that investment. Yeah, I agree. I think there is a place for like pictures taken by friends, usually it's Instagram, but definitely a set of photos that you can use for everything, even just like for the media. It's uh, yeah. it's really important. And so for someone that wants to work with a branding photographer. What are the things to be looking for? Um, I think it's really important that you trust the person and that you feel comfortable. Because if you feel uncomfortable, I think you cannot really... Yeah, you will, you will see it in the images that you get, I think, in the end. So I think it's really good to find somebody that you feel really comfortable with, that you feel like that understands you and your brand. Um, that it, The images from them that you like that you feel like okay this is the kind of style I like because there's many different styles for different photographers so it's good to look at you know what they've done before so definitely I would look at um, you know set up a call or something like that to get to know the person a bit better so that you know if you can work with them um, yeah what else um, yeah I think it's good to have you know, I think it's a warning sign if they are not asking a lot of questions and if they do not want to know about you and your brand, that's definitely a warning sign. Um, and yeah, I think that's what comes to my mind now, but there might probably after this conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, I should have said this and this and this. <laughs> well, see, that's also the most, the most important of us because you're right, it, it is already... It can be already be uncomfortable for people to have their photo taken at all. So to know that you are with someone that you trust and uh, you feel comfortable with that, just trusting your gut, I think it's the the, the, the best thing that you, that you could have given there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a process that you take people through? They want to have their photos taken. Uh, yeah, we, I always start with um, a questionnaire and then I also have a workbook that can help with like finding your props, the kind of things that you want to take on a photo session, the locations, the kind of people. So I have like, uh, and the stories you want to tell. So I have lots of questions about, you know, around, around why you start your business and all those kind of things. So I can really understand what you're trying to achieve. Um so yeah, I, I, that is the starting point. And then we have like conversations and we start brainstorming and making a plan together. Um, so that is the process. And then we have the photo session and then I edit and then they uh, get the gallery and can choose the images that they like. Oh, but I think yeah, the, 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 the before the photo session is a really important part, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone think that, again, photography is just about you know, the, the moment where you are on set and you're taking the picture, but there is so 
much work that needs to be done first to make sure that actually you take the pictures, you're taking the right pictures. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. <laughs> yes, yeah. And can you talk more about the benefits of actually having a brand in photo shoot? Um, it's definitely, I think, important to build trust with your audience. That, you know, because people buy often from people and, you know, why should they buy something from you instead of, for example, Amazon or from your competition? I think it's a connection that they have with you. So, you know, having good images of you is, I think, really important because you have to show yourself to make that connection. And, you know, when I, you always hear that, you know, social media, the most liked images are the pictures that are from you usually, or, you know, those kind of things. So I think it's really important to have those images to build that connection with potential customers and with your audience. And then I think, um, yeah, it's good to build that trust. Yeah, no like and trust factor. I think it's detrimental for that, really. Oh, absolutely. And, and also, I feel like we're also in the era of videos, so pictures definitely will always play an important part in your, in your business. But also, we are going to uh, more and more people actually using video as well to showcase their business and I know that you also use video you do mini documentaries so can you tell us more about that and how people business entrepreneurs can use videos to again be their like no trust factor yeah I think it's like a, even like double up isn't it because you can hear the person so it even like I think it builds that kind of trust much quicker than a photo would do because you have all those kind of cues that you get of meeting somebody in real life almost. So I think it's it's definitely gives that 3D element to that person. So, um, and, and I think it's also good anyway for websites because it's good for your SEO um, and uh, you know, for those kind of aspects, it's really good as well. And yeah, we're definitely pushed also on social media towards using video. And I think like if you have a branding uh, kind of session that also includes video, it's good to maybe have like little snippets, even though if it's not a whole film, maybe to have like little snippets of you and then you can use that in your uh, social media and on your website. So you could even have like a banner that can move or uh, yeah, on your uh, kind of reels and those kind of things. So yeah, definitely it's, it's important to, to have it as well. Oh, such cool ideas. A lot of things for the banner or for reads or that stuff. I always say just recycle everything, reuse everything. There's always an opportunity for people to connect with you. And now I want to switch gears a little and ask something that I ask almost everyone on the show. So what is one habit or belief, the new habit or belief that has improved your life the most in the past three years? Um, I think for me, it's all, for me, a big switch has been, I, I, I think that I've been like on such a huge learning curve, first of all, like running a business has been like complete, like I've been thrown in the deep end kind of feeling, but I feel like one of the things is definitely money wise. I think I, I, I found it, you know, I, I, there were like things that for example with pricing like I, I can't I cannot price myself based on my competition I cannot price my price on what I can afford I had to like I have to separate that and really looked at it look at it from like okay really 
see what it is that I need to make as a living to just have a good living and not um, yeah, have my prices based on something else in, in that way. So that has been a big learning curve and having those kind of looking at my pricing and how to go about that um, and feeling comfortable with asking money in general. I think that, yeah, to me, that was a big, <laughs> a big thing. And um, yeah, also finding help with the things that are not, that don't come as natural. So for example, marketing and these kind of things, it's a completely new language to me. So I, I am part of a membership where I learn about like lead magnets and uh, you know, how to write your brand story and all those kind of things. So I think that is really important, finding help with the things that you're maybe not as good at um, and learning lots of it. And, you know, being also kind to yourself because it's all new and it's not being too harsh uh, if, if things go differently and seeing it as learning opportunities and yeah, and, and boundaries for me, boundaries have been huge as well and setting boundaries and, and, and I'm still struggling to this day with balance. I, can, I find it so hard to balance my family life with my uh, business life and uh, because I love doing this so, so much, I can continue and there's no off switch. There's just no off switch for me. And I think that is really something that I have to be constantly vigilant of because I feel like I'm, it's very easy for me to, to hit like burnout or to hit because I love what I do. So there's no kind of, yeah. So that for me is like finding that harmony is, is still like to this day, <laughs> something that I'm trying to find. <laughs> Yeah, I can resonate with that because that is the quote-unquote downside to actually doing what you love because if you love it you just, just want to do it all the time it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel heavy until you get to but at some point you do get to a point where you you do but nothing for me it, it was like realizing that you know when people were asking me what do you do for fun? And I, I, didn't, I didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer for that. I have to say, it's really like, like, that I'm like what have I done? It's just work. But I really love it. But I don't think it's healthy. I don't think, even though that I love it, I think that it's not good for me as a person to be that obsessive <laughs> like it's like I think it's good to have like I like for example I would really love to take a pottery course and I should just do it or you know I, I need to have other things in my life apart from work but it, yeah I find it really hard to to stop working <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't like, for me it took me like people asking me what do I do for fun and me replying work is fun and just really like that's not really that's not a very fun answer <laughs> like a dozen times because I was like okay maybe I'm gonna start enrolling in that barcode class now or like learning Spanish on Duolingo so I think I can relate it is it is a learning car but I also know that when the time is right you're going to feel it and then it's going to be so much easier to take this. But also, everything that you shared so far about boundaries and pricing, what I hear really is 
putting yourself first. You are learning, you've learned to put yourself first, which, which is one of the biggest lessons I feel for entrepreneurs because we go, we go into business because we have a passion and we want financial freedom and we want location freedom, we want more free time. And we never realized actually the biggest gift that our business is giving us is that it's teaching us to prioritize ourselves and the, th the things that truly matter to us. Yeah, no, it's definitely that whole putting yourself first that I'm learning. And it's not always easy because it doesn't come naturally. But that's why I think maybe it's a blessing like having this business because I never needed it to do it like that in my when I had like a nine to five job. So, yeah, this has been really a great opportunity to learn about my own kind of boundaries and learning more about myself. And you bring yourself into your business. You're not a separate person. So whatever blocks or things that are in your normal life they will show up in your business so <laughs> yeah. so yeah I definitely am growing not only in my business but as a person because of it which is great <laughs> I love it absolutely one of my one of my coaches James Williams always says you are your first client and so you get to take care of yourself just as well as the care of your clients. Otherwise, you won't have a business for long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, when you have a business and you're on this entrepreneurial journey and personal growth journey, again, it's not smooth sailing. There are many ups and downs and many mistakes. So I'm curious to hear, is there a failure that sets you up for little success? A failure. To be really honest, it maybe sounds a bit weird, but I don't really see my life in that way or my business in failures. I, I see them, I never see them that way. Like, like, yeah, for me, it's more that I see an opportunity to maybe improve something or do things like, okay, next time, you know, I should really not um, uh, do this or, you know, I, I don't see them necessarily as failures, more as they are usually the same things that pop up. It's about boundaries or uh, pricing or, you know, the things that and it shows up time and time again. And instead of seeing like, oh, you know, another failure or something like that, then I don't really see it as that way. I just see it as, okay, apparently I need to do something different. And yeah, it, and it's a constant learning. There was not really necessarily one moment where I learned a major thing. I feel like I'm learning constantly. And also surrounding yourself with cheerleaders is so important. Like people who, um, who, who understand kind of the things that, you know, you come across into business and doing things you love. So I'm really happy that I have like several other photographers who are close friends of mine and you know, we can understand each other and we really cheer each other's on. It's not like competition or something. So we really, and that, I'm really grateful to that, to have that community and to find that support where it's needed. Like, for example, that marketing membership, or I think that is really important to give yourself those tools and to not be harsh on yourself. I think it's really important not to be too harsh. Yeah. And maybe not see it as a failure necessarily. <laughs> Absolutely. I love everything that you said there. And uh, as you don't see 
failure as failure, but you just lesson learned, and you're gonna get the same lesson again and again and see yeah, the learning. Until I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and especially Lava, you said that you know there is no major breakthrough, but it's like a constant learning process and learning story because I feel we put so much pressure on yourselves that you know we need to break through this and do it quickly, but actually it takes time, it's a process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think once you, you know, the, 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 and maybe you hit like a certain stage and then, but then there will be new things to learn. So it's like, I think that even when I feel like, oh, now I've got it, I think there will be something else. Or like, it's like, there, it's not like a final finish line or a final, yeah, something to read. Like it's, it will probably will always continue like that, which is a nice thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it will not get boring that way, probably. It's so true. So there was, you know, you reach a point when you're like, okay, and go here, but you know, I still have like 30, 40, 50, 60 years to live. So, what do I do? So, it, it's good <laughs> that it's not finishing line, that we are always learning, always evolving. And also, as entrepreneurs, there are so many things that we could focus on, so many areas of our business that we need to attend to. So, I'm curious to know how do you decide which projects to focus on first? Um like in my business I the kind of projects I take on and I, I understand that maybe I have that luxury position but I definitely know what I like and not like doing in my business and I do say no to projects that are not for me because I feel like okay if I say yes to a project then there's not only the cost of potentially missing out on something you know you you might miss out on that project that you do like doing or that you know do does give you you know so I feel like I don't want to do the things that I don't enjoy because first of all I think people will start knowing me for it and will come more and more for those things and I don't want it and uh, also um, I think you you know you, you will cut yourself short and yeah yeah having this business is that kind of freedom where you can make those decisions isn't it about what you love doing and then going for those and saying no even though that sometimes you know when there's no money coming in and you're like okay I actually really need money then some yeah it, it is then scary to say no to something that you know you don't like doing but I think that so far I think I've been lucky that things have come up that I then do enjoy so um, yeah, I try to avoid projects that I that don't give me pleasure. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And it's so true because, you know, when you take on projects that you don't love, then you don't have the time for the ones that you do love. Even if they come to you, you won't even notice them because it's like you are busy doing something else. So yes. that is a beautiful answer. And on that note, what is one way that multi-passionate can create a business and life around all their passions um how um i think i don't know might it come naturally i don't know like i feel like um at least for me i, I definitely uh even though that maybe there's like people saying, oh, why are you focusing on this? Or, you know, maybe some kind of people thinking business-wise I should do something else because that might make me more money. I think, I don't know. I think it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I think 
it's definitely following your that feeling and trusting yourself uh that you know and, and allowing that full person that you are to come through i think um and not maybe caring too much about what other people think in that way because as long as you enjoy it i'm sure that there will be other people who love what you do so um yeah and maybe not limiting yourself and unnecessarily <laughs> i think it's unnecessary to limit yourself in that way yeah sometimes yeah. you know people say it's good to niche down and things like that and that can be great but yeah if that's not for you then then definitely don't do it just i, I feel like that there is a place for that as well yeah I can't agree more with everything you said really, because I feel like every expert out there wants to put the success recipes in a framework and tell you that that is the only way to succeed. But actually everyone has their own story, their own journey and the love. Just give the permission to trust yourself. That is, that, that I think is, is key. And is there anything else that you would like to mention before we wrap up? Um... No, oh, uh, well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> it was really lovely speaking with you. And um, yeah, if, if people ever want to reach out as well, I'm always open to chats. So um, yeah, I always like meeting other multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And for anyone, for anyone that wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, they can either find me on Instagram, uh, portray your story. That's probably the best place. Um, and otherwise, uh, via my website, also www.portrayyourstory.co.uk. And you can just send an email. And I always love, you know, hearing from other people and having those conversations and finding, yeah, finding, you know, that we're in it together instead of being like little bubbles on our own. <laughs> That is so beautiful. And we are going to put all the links that you just mentioned in the show below for anyone who wants to reach out. And thank you so much, Saskia, for being on the show. This has been a pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you too. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, Share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now. Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at the snail space. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that?
it wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and are afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe, deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial allocation and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today.